have mercy on my enemy Cause someone's dying if the trigger squeezes Oh Lord, have mercy on my enemy Cause someone's dying if the trigger squeezes Welcome to Lord Hub Economics. Wait, what? That's not the title of the podcast. It is not? No, this is Lord Have Mercy. The best Lord Have Mercy on economics. Have you seen this current environment? God. Oh, what, what, what do we know about economics, Sham? I know, I know nothing. No. What do you know about economics? I know a lot. You know a lot? Well, yeah, it's kind of like half my degree. Sham, you know a bit about everything. Yes. Like, literally everything. I doubt that. Name me a random subject. I bet you I won't know anything about it. Okay. Um, gay sex. Where's that stupid cricket noise? Ah, okay. So you do know a lot about it. Okay. Don't know anything. <laughs> and let's keep it that way. <laughs> hey, yeah. 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 Chris. So, economics, Sham, what, what, what do you know about economics? Am I going to have to pay like £100 for a loaf of bread in the future? Possibly. Oh, really? Possibly, but it's not that simple because... You might be paying a hundred pounds for a loaf of bread that costs one pound now, but you yep. could be making a hundred times more money. That's how inflation works. But but it seems like I'm making more money at a slow pace and the inflation has gone up. One hundred percent true. That is what's yep. currently happening. Um, inflation isn't it's not inflation's fault by the way. Inflation's doing everything right. It's the employee's fault. They're not keeping up with wages. Right. But, like, is this inflation just a natural thing that just happens from people buying stuff? Or is it, like, is it going to, if you say made minimum wage, I don't know, £20 an hour, wouldn't that just, um, wouldn't I just be, like, a minimum wage worker at that point? So, raising minimum wage mm-hmm. increases inflation, but inflation is not a bad thing. Inflation is actually a very good thing. Really? You need inflation in your life if you want your assets to grow. Oh, Without right, inflation, yeah. there is no growth. Mm-hmm. So, that's what you have to bear in mind. So, if minimum wage, let's say you're making... $19 an hour. Yes. Right now. And what's minimum wage in America? What? $8? $9 an hour? Yeah, it's something like that. I, I know that they're talking about moving it up to 15 If they move it up to 15 mm-hmm. then all those people that are on 8 and $9 an hour mm-hmm. will be making a lot more money. However, suddenly your gap will be much smaller to theirs. Yeah. Under the ideal conditions, you mm. would go to your employer and say, look, I'm working this job. I'm making this much money. I'm working this hard to make this much money. Yeah. 
the minimum wage has increased. So if you don't increase my wages, I'm going to be leaving the job to go to a company where I work less and make the same money. Yeah. Generally, that would be the ideal environment because by raising minimum wage, you actually have more power with your employer to increase your own wage. Right, okay. Because suddenly, of course, there's other economic shocks. You raise minimum wage, mm -hmm. like, then the cost of living is going to go up, the cost of buying food is going to go up, the cost of rent is going to go up, yeah. everything is going to go up. Not necessarily a bad thing, it usually evens itself out through supply and demand. But will it eventually sort of sell out? Like, will everything just start becoming cheaper or easily easier to make? Uh, inflation can go backwards, but you don't. The thing is, with economics, you don't yeah. want things to get cheaper. Why not? Because if things get cheaper, right, mm -hmm. they don't hold value, they don't hold assets. Oh, right. So my gold assets will get cheaper and I'll lose money. Yeah. Now, at the same time, it has the other impact as well. It depends on what gets cheaper, really. If food, yeah. for instance, gets cheaper, that's great. That's a win-win for everyone because then we'll eat more, we'll go out more, we'll be spending, we'll have more money to spend on other stuff. Yeah. If housing gets cheaper, mm -hmm. oh, that could cause an economic downturn. Really? Yeah, because people won't be able to, um, basically, the majority of people who buy houses buy them on a mortgage. Yeah. So they put themselves in a net debt. Ah. Right. right. And then when you put yourself in a debt, at least you've mm -hmm. got the value of the house to counteract your debt if anything goes wrong. Yeah. That's your safety net. You can always sell your house and move on. Now, oh. if you buy a house, let's say for £180,000, mm -hmm. right, one year, and then the next year it's only worth £150,000. Yeah. Your house can't cover your debt. So I probably shouldn't sell it. Yeah, you shouldn't sell it, but at the same time, because, <coughs> houses, because the housing market's devalued, mm -hmm. right, it's going to cause economic strains everywhere. It's going to cause uh, pe people to panic sell. Yeah. Right? And it'll end up causing more supply than demand, possibly, oh, which will push the prices further down which mm -hmm. might lead you in a situation where you're forced to sell your house as well because, of course, one impact on the economy can spread throughout. So, you know, it, it could have an impact on jobs. We could yeah. see an economic downturn. Your banks could be getting less money in. Yeah, that's that's pretty weird, isn't it? Mm -hmm. it we, we In that sort of scenario, I think we'd have a similar sort of impact to the 2008 financial crisis. But at least I'd have a house. No, you wouldn't necessarily because you could yeah, lose okay. your job. At least I could afford a house. <laughs> you could lose your job. Right, okay. Right, oh, so then you horrible. wouldn't have a house. I don't want that to happen. <laughs> I, I don't want that to happen, Sham. I would mm -hmm. hate to lose my job. But this is the thing. If the housing market, it, it has a ripple effect. If the housing market drops, right? 
Um, let me give you a hypothetical situation. Yeah. Um, a lot of employers invest pension schemes into firms that invest in um, uh, basically invest in property. Mm-hmm. So if the housing market drops, right? Yeah. Then suddenly you could get less pension. Oh man. Because the value, you know, because the the value of properties is going down. You could actually see lots of cases where um, estate agents, for instance, start shutting doors, they'll lose jobs, cause more competition um, for other jobs and such. And then you, it could be a scenario where people similar, with a similar skill set to you could potentially take your job because they'll be willing to work for less. Right, yeah, that, that, old, that old chestnut. Mm-hmm. You see, that's a big fear with the whole. Um, the Great mig- Reset. Yeah, I was going to say migrant crisis or whatever. The migrant crisis is not that bad. Mm-hmm. Not, not in close. The, the problem we have right now in the UK is mm-hmm. we have uneven distribution. Yeah. Massively uneven. You get places like London where houses are hard to find, even on rent. Mm-hmm. It's just hard to find. There's just too many people and not enough houses. But then you get areas like Middlesbrough where half the houses are empty. Yeah, and then uh, there's a severed hand in the street. Yeah, but there's areas in Sunderland where the houses are empty. Uh, you, you know, there's loads of like towns. Blackpool is a good one where houses are empty because these areas are just simply not. Um, attractive places to live oh, but the reason they're not attractive is because there's an uneven we have an uneven economy most of our economy is supported by London yeah like if it doesn't happen in London it doesn't seem like it matters mm-hmm. you know, so you this. get all these people struggling for housing in mm. London right in a, if it was an even economy, it wouldn't matter because if it was an even economy, they could easily move up north. Yeah. Get a house up north that would be cheaper and get a job. The problem is there's no jobs up north. You see, the hmm. thing is, I feel like London's like a different country, you know. And we're kind of like safe up here because we're not dealing with all the riffraff down there. It is technically. London's yeah. technically it's kind of separate. Uh, like, was it financially? I think it's separate from the rest of the UK. No, that's so not like right. Brexit and stuff like that. It's not supposed to be linked to London. That's that's not right entirely. So I I see where you're going with the London. It's not London that is a separate is technically separate. It's the financial centre of London, the city of London. So you know where Westminster near there. That yeah. little area in London is considered its own country in a way, in a fin- yeah. in financial terms. So they have more lenient uh, finance. Uh, they have more lenient laws for companies to settle. Yeah, yeah. But London as a whole isn't its own country. It's a part of the UK. It's just that one tiny area in the heart of London. Really? Yeah. So, like, there's areas in London that are just as poor as us. 
Well, there's areas in London that are poorer than us because what you have to bear in mind is the thing is people see poor and rich differently, right? Yeah. Don't think of poor and rich as in how much money you have in your bank account. Mm-hmm. Yeah, think no, of, bitch. <laughs> think of poor and rich yeah, I won't as do the that, Sean, quality but... of your life. Yeah, it's a class thing, isn't it? No, it's the quality yeah, of Yeah, it's pretty class. It's a class thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's class. It's class that it's separate wages. Now, um, think of it this way, Chris, right? £30,000 in Sunderland, mm-hmm. right? Sorry, let, let me rephrase that. £150,000 in Sunderland yeah. can get you a good car mm-hmm. and a nice house. Yeah. £150,000 in the heart of London could barely get you a one-bedroom flat. Yeah. yeah. And no car. And no car. And then uh, there's all the extra living costs there as well. So don't think of money as in how much money you get. Think of it as the money you get for your surrounding area. So your quality of life. If I took that 150 grand and I moved to somewhere like uh, Pakistan. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Would I be rich? Very. Yes. Oh, there's my plan. Pakistan, in fact, is the world's, I think, it's definitely in the top five. It might even be number one. World's cheapest country. Yeah, why don't we just move there? Hmm? Hasn't it changed a bit now? I'm sure Dad was saying everything's gone expensive now. Oh no, expensive to their standards. Oh, right, so it's still cheap. It's still like dirt cheap. Mm. So why well, don't we just oh, live there? We could all be rich. Because well, that's wouldn't what that we do, nice? Chris. Huh? That's what we do. Yeah. Wait, is that what you're doing, Mahid? Is that Are you going to move to Pakistan? That's what, well, that's what technically we all do. We, we send money back home to build up uh, our houses back home. And right. then that's it. But then I think the pl- the original plan was to build up the houses back home and then eventually move back. It went oh, once we get kicked out of this country. But we never yeah. got kicked out of this country, so then we were like, oh, GG. We just got massive. <laughs> there's massive, uh, there's massive mansions and stuff like that in Pakistan <laughs> that nobody lives in. <laughs> really? Oh yeah. And by the way, Wahid, you know Imran Khan, mm-hmm. he's coming down on that foreign wealth. Foreign wealth? Massively, he's coming down massively on foreign wealth. If you have assets in Pakistan, you have to basically sell up as quickly as possible. That's cool. But it's not that big. <laughs> then get the dictator that though? Like, isn't he just the prime minister? I mean, the bloody, the, the mayor of London or whatever. Yeah, he's the mayor of London. <laughs> yeah, Imran Khan, the critic <laughs> the mayor of London. Oh, right. Who, who am I thinking of? Sadiq. 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 Bloody hell. You all look the same. It's not my fault. That's super racist. Yeah, one's, one's Pakistan and one's London, Chris. <laughs> yeah. They're both uh, the same. One's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a famous cricket player, Chris. What the hell? Wait, I know so Sadiq the, the Khan, cricket... he was one of the best bowlers ever. Wait, wait, so so the cricket player is stopping us from having assets in Pakistan? Yes. Yes. How? Because he's, he's the, the prime, prime minister. minister. 
So the cricket player is now the prime minister. Yes. Yes. Okay. Just okay. Like, just like in America, the uh, the uh, the uh, TV billionaire. The Trump was the president. <laughs> yes. Trump. Until he got robbed. <laughs> oh yes. Until he lost Fair Square. Oh sham no. seen eight million people. Not not like a million. Eight million marvels. Sham. Yeah. Sham, you, know what? you know what? Sham. Sam, you know what? I'm on Chris's side. Okay. Yeah. Life has become so much more boring without Trump. We need him back. <laughs> exactly. Bring back Trump. Well, I that don't know. Like, uh, it's pretty funny watching Biden say some like uh, funny no, stuff. No, he's boring. God, Biden's boring, guys. You know how like, some of the stuff he's saying, though? Biden. Someone asked him how, some, how much something's going to cost, and he said uh, $750 million, pound dollars. He, he said something oh. like that. Mate, that's hilarious. Yeah, that's like top notch. I mean, see, I haven't seen anything like that. That's because the media stopped covering him because he's boring. Yeah. Like, like the mainstream media, when the the question Biden, it's like, oh, what kind of ice cream did you have today? And and then he's just like bumbles about like sending people into space and stuff and aliens. <laughs> There's so another thing he said. He said that the, we'll find out if the aliens are real. That's what he said. Do you, understand? Do you understand how smart they are then, the Democrats? I, I understand how they control all the mainstream media, including all the big tech media. Even Fox? Everything. They pretty much do control Fox, except for Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity. Oh, check him out, check him out, Chris has got his own shows. Yes, I got me, uh, I'm on my soapbox now. Chris, Chris, tell me, how the fuck do you know this much about American politics? You were born in Sunderland, England. (laughs) But you don't know that city, that Imran Khan isn't the London Prime Minister. (laughs) It never comes up on my podcast, lads. (laughs) This guy, man. Oh, man, that's all I do at work. I just got these podcasts on and I just listen to like... Stephen Crowder and you absolute traitor, Chris. And you're listening to these podcasts. You're not listening to our podcasts. Yeah, you. I don't listen to our podcasts because I'm. I'm in. You're drumming up our views. I don't want to listen to me. Why not? You know, I I don't actually know. (laughs) You you know when you like, have you never like listened to yourself talk and you're like, ugh, I can't believe I said that. No, I thought um, yeah. the sound of my own voice. <laughs> Chris, I think we've all done a narcissist test. We found out that we're, we're massive narcissists. Uh, Chris, we wouldn't be doing a podcast if we weren't massive narcissists. That's true. Exactly. Yeah. I, I mean... Uh, then again, Chris, Chris just listens back to the podcast and he's like, he listens to himself and all that he is is a, yeah, uh, <laughs> a yeah. Saucy. Exactly. That's Who wants it, to listen to that? <laughs> very uh she's very uh very um sexy girl yes uh, i think she's uh quite um quite a naughty number Oof, oh yeah that's a nice little saucy thing there hmm? little naughty thing she certainly um quite the night proportions there yes yeah she's uh quite curvy in the right places if you know what i mean 
I'm like, Chris, you're married? And then Chris is like, yes, I'm quite... Uh, <laughs> quite, quite happily married. <laughs> yep, I've been uh, hitched. And, um, uh, yep. <laughs> All right, Chris, what do you, oh, Chris, what do you want from the restaurant? Um, I have quite this um, <laughs> saucy, saucy wings over here. Quite, uh, <laughs> they look quite sexy. <laughs> I should just start putting those pretty uh, what was adjectives on things. <laughs> Is it adjectives? I wasn't. I, I failed school. Okay. Um, you know, now that we're heads in this chat. Shall we do yeah. that podcast, Chris, what we were discussing? Yeah, let's what do podcast? it. Uh, right, Wahid, we're going to um, talk <laughs> about the future and what we think the future will be like. Okay. Okay. Um, but we're going to do it in different lights. So we're going to start off if the future is dystopian. What, what do you think a dystopian future world will look like? Oh, I thought we were just predicting the future. Oh, we could yeah, just predict I mean- it. I'd rather I'd rather you say the amount of years, and then I can predict what what the future is going to be like. Okay, so let's talk about from next year, all the way up until twenty one hundred. Yes, and right. do increments. So do next year, then do ten years, and then do a hundred years. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That sounds yeah. good. So, so who wants to go first? Sham, this is your idea, Sham. So you go first. I've got them. 2022, Sham. 2022. Okay, let's do this. Right. So my prediction is that COVID will still be around, Mm -hmm. but it'll be one of those diseases where we'll be like, oh, it's in Africa, no one cares. Yeah. Oh, so like Ebola and stuff. Yeah, like Ebola. Like, we'll forget about it and the world will just turn normal again for a while. I, I do agree with that. In fact, I think it's already like that. We we just don't realize it yet. Mm. Personally, my, my thoughts on COVID are that it's over. And people are still in panic about it because of how hard they've pushed it. Well, Chris, it happened and it was pretty fucking deadly. Not for me, it wasn't. <laughs> Chris, you literally, you live alone. And then you don't you don't interact with anybody, which means that you wouldn't get a virus anywhere. And then no. you go to work. Yeah. Oh yeah, you wouldn't you actually got it from work actually. I oh no, didn't you get furloughed? Sent home all the time and get. I don't tick- see why you I don't, I don't see why you were against COVID. You got to chill out at home for like a year. No, no, I was I was all fine with the lockdown. I'm not complaining <laughs> about that. I was <laughs> having to go to work. Jewish. If anything, Chris, if anything, Chris, you should be you should be like championing COVID to be like yes. You know what? We should. They shouldn't be releasing the lockdown because then they'll put you back on furlough again. Why not? You know, I find it hilarious that all the people that are complaining about the vaccine, all the people that are complaining about lockdown being, um, you know, lifted, are the same people that work from home. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking dickheads. Chris. Some people are. Some people got so paranoid about it that they're still locking themselves in the house. Good. Well, they got medical conditions. You can understand it. Like if I, if I, if I was like, you know, um, if I like shielded for the full year, yeah. and then all of a sudden he's saying, yeah, everybody can go out do what they want, but then there's like in the news there's like the Omega variant and the Gamma variant and the bloody Trihexy variant or whatever. Um, I'd be like, oh shit, yeah, fuck this, I'm still inside. Yeah. 
an interesting and moment. Indian variant. Indian. Yeah. Delta. Technically, Chris, you should be the opposite. If what you're saying now is mm-hmm. what the government's promoting. What am I saying now? That the so you're saying you're saying that like you know everybody's like overreacting to COVID and stuff like that, and we should all just get on with our lives and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, which is basically exactly what the government's rhetoric is. So you're, mean, yeah. You're basically. You're basically. Um, you're basically both a shell for the government. <laughs> I'm a shell for the government. I'm a yeah. shell for the Build Back Better group. Exactly. Uh, well, you know, the thing is, I'm okay with them stopping the mask wearing and all that now. In fact, I'm, I'm for it. I, I think it should have happened a lot earlier, to be honest. Exactly. And I, and I get that it's not a nice thing to have, but um, it, I really do think that they've, they've skewered the numbers to make it sound more deadly. I've, I've seen the percentages and it seems like it's only like proper deadly to like really old people and people with like certain health conditions. I think it will have been... I think that's with everything though. That's, I that's think with flu. Yeah, exactly. That's with the flu as well. Flu no, I, you know, I, I agree the government's probably skewed the things in their yeah. favour to push through legislations that they wouldn't have normally been able to push through. Like, yeah. uh, you, you see what they're trying to push through now. There's a lot of stuff which um, it would impede on our freedoms, basically, where they can just yeah. shut us down whenever they want and all this type of stuff. But yeah. there's also the fact that there's two sides. That you're getting mixed up with, like, the, the medicine side of it than mm-hmm. the actual political side of it. I completely believe the political side of it's all fucked up, like a corrupt. Yeah. If they're definitely trying to, like, push, like, sneak something under your nose. Oh, then... But then the other side of it is the medical side of it, which they're trying to actually vaccinate people and stuff like that. That's an actual legitimate thing. Like they're trying to actually, you know, stop you from spreading the virus and that type of stuff, um, right. which I don't agree with you on. You don't agree with that? that I don't agree. I don't agree with your opinion on it. Right. Yeah, I also don't agree with Chris's opinion that, um, you know, it's all people are down where you don't get Chris's. Mm-hmm. 94% of COVID cases result in long COVID. That's long? the big problem. Is it 94? Is it that high? Yeah, it's that high. But they classify long COVID as symptoms over 28 days. Mm. Right. So oh, yeah, the, pro- the problem with long COVID is that there's not enough research into it because it's a long COVID, you know what I mean? So uh, they don't know if it's last years, they're going to last, you know, months. Mm. They're going to do longer research on it. Not like well, this uh, short COVID. But a month, and you're fine. That's no more than a month. I I know people that had COVID over a year ago, and they're still sick. They still haven't got like the sense of taste back. Yeah. Like, yeah one of my one of my staff members, he had uh, he had uh, COVID, mm-hmm. and uh, he said he he can still taste metal every time he eats. Well, he should stop bloody. He should take the tin foil off his bloody. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's fucked up though. You, you can get like these nasty side effects like this last for ages. And I don't know. Don't what know. There's also like stuff like enlarged livers and organs yeah. and stuff. It could uh, it could be one of those conditions that impacts you more later in life. Just mm. because you survived it at a young age doesn't mean that it's not going to come back to bite you later on. That's kind of well, how did you get on the COVID? How do you get on the COVID topic? What was the uh, what, was it a prediction you were doing, Sam? Yeah, right. it was a prediction. Oh yeah, 
So you're saying there's still, so you still think there's going to be COVID around next year? There's still going to be COVID. There's going to be high emphasis mm-hmm. on recycling next year. Recycling? Re- high emphasis on the environment and recycling. So oh, yeah. what's going on is a lot of countries at the moment mm-hmm. um, are blocking any waste, come, you know, any plastic waste coming from the UK. So yeah. Malaysia's blocked it, Turkey's blocked it, and China's blocked it. They're our main uh, exporters. Oh, right, why are, they, why are they blocking it? Because they've got enough plastic as is, they don't know what to do with it. And mm. what happens is when you have too much plastic, you actually can't recycle it all. You end up burning most of it, which right. causes emissions. Now, because of the Paris Agreement, mm-hmm. every country is trying to limit their emissions. Not every country. Not every country is trying to limit their emissions. Like China. Yeah, they are. They, they are. The reason why America is complaining about China, mm-hmm. right, is America saying China isn't doing enough, but per capita, China's mm-hmm. wrecking America right now for emissions. China. China. But like. China. Isn't China. China? Isn't it. Uh, isn't it bigger than America? Probably. Yeah, it's bigger than America, but you measure emissions per capita because, you know, of course, the more population you have, generally the more um, waste that population produces. Yeah, isn't, isn't the majority of the world's um, recycling sent to China? No, it was Malaysia, but they blocked everything. Then it was oh. China, then it was Turkey, and now Turkey's blocked it as well. GG. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, I watched this video on recycling where it's the most like inefficient um, uh, like process they do because half of it basically, like Champ said, to burn it. Oh no, more than half. Sorry, about only about twenty percent or something like that is what, what actually gets recycled or what's recycled really? back. Yeah. Most of it can't be. You can only recycle plastic so many times before it's mm-hmm. unrecyclable. Yeah. It's like four and a half times, something like that. Really? Yeah. How would it be unrecyclable? Isn't it still plastic? It, it loses its integrity. Oh, right. You, you, did, you, did I ever show you that game box for that Indian game I have on PS2? No. Yeah. Uh, I, I did show you it, but you've probably forgotten. Anyway, it feels like it's like the box itself is all bendy, weirdly. So I think it's made out of like some recycled plastic. Hmm. Probably. So, what about like, um, you think the whole uh, fact that there's masks everywhere might have an impact on this? Huge. I think environmentally, the impact from um, the impact from uh, you know everything that's happened recently has caused a lot of junk to wash yeah. up. So we're going to have there's tons of masks, you know, used masks in the world. They haven't been recycled, they've just been thrown away. Yeah. Um, overall, I think the best thing humanity can do is just take the impact and just burn everything for now. What about, um, what, what's happening in America in 2022? Absolutely nothing. Nothing? Nothing. I think America is going to be in a very stable situation. They'll want stability. They won't want a guy like Trump around. Well, you're not going to get that stability with Biden-Harris. 
No, you probably are, because Dem Democrats are generally and historically known to be very stable. In what way? Well, for one thing, Democrats didn't start the war in Iraq twice. Well, they didn't end it either. When they, <laughs> they didn't the start the war in Iraq. Hey, that's true, you know. <laughs> hey, they didn't end it. <laughs> they made it worse. They really start bombing Syria. Biden dropped so many bombs. They, yeah, they didn't go for a full war in Syria. They didn't send troops around. Now, the thing is, what you have to bear in mind, starting a war is a destabilizing event, which is bad for the economy. Right. Destabilizing. Contrary to popular belief, you know, a lot of these leftists will try to say, oh, they do wars to, uh, you know, uh, you know, for economic gain. Wars do not gain for econ economy. They take away. But, like, why do you think this whole war started anyway? Because isn't it just like the one and an excuse to go over there and steal their assets? Yeah, I the war in Iraq started. It was a personal vendetta. I don't think, I think it was to an extent, but I think that just gave them the uh, excuse they needed. Yeah, it was clearly a personal vendetta. I mean, Bush Sr. Mm -hmm. was in the original Gulf War, right? Which technically they lost. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, didn't they, didn't they sort it all out and yeah, Soviet it, Union collapsed and all that. No, the Gulf War was about them invading Kuwait. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, Iraq's the, not a communist country. Right. I, I was thinking the Cold War. Mm. So technically they lost that, and that was Bush Senior, and then Bush Junior comes by and does another war against Iraq. Mm hmm. I mean, our way, man. Yeah. Uh, read between the lines, you get me? It's not yeah. rocket science. It's clearly a personal vendetta. Uh, a personal vendetta that, like, like the way I see it is, um, like, Bin Laden, he wanted the uh, Americans to invade it, Afghanistan or in Iraq and all that because he personally had like his own vendetta against America. And so like when they went to war, he got what he wanted. Yeah. Yeah, he, he got exactly what just... he wanted because he's now created generations upon generations yeah. of Muslims that hate America. I don't think in the world at the moment, I'd say about 90% of Muslims on the planet actually despise America. Really? That is a scary thought. We're talking about nearly two billion people hating oh, America. That's uh, two thirds of this podcast. Yes. Yeah. Oof. Like, uh, honestly, if America collapsed overnight, I think a lot of Muslims would be very happy about it. Oh, yeah. And considering. No, I, mean, you got to, I was thinking the other day. Tippus was thinking. Tippus was thinking. <laughs> like, there should be like some sort of someone should be held responsible for all that damage you yeah. gotta think how many people have been uh innocent people have been murdered in the middle that's East. a lot of damage yeah but but i'm serious though it's like people are like let's say someone some trying to send people over here and they started bombing horton for some reason in middlesbrough would be here in china Thank God for China. 
good thing we don't hate China and we love them. Yeah, great thing. We Chris. don't hate China at all. Yeah, not at all. We love you, China. We love Xi Jinping. He does definitely not look like Winnie the Pooh. 100%. So what, what and this the, podcast is sponsored by Huawei. <laughs> Chris's new phone, Huawei. Oh, yeah. Huawei. <laughs> That's why I'm being uh, so nice today. <laughs> Have you got any uh, other predictions for 2022? No, we're not going to go. Um, oh, yeah. So, of course, recycling is going to be a big issue because there's going to be plastic everywhere and countries are going to panic not knowing what to do. Yeah. Um, so next, my next issue is probably going to be there's probably more than likely going to be another BLM riot. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Someone's going to get suicided by cop. We, we might see... Surprisingly, we might get an UNO card and see um, white supremacist terrorists next year. You see, here's the thing. I, I do think people are going to be pissed and cause trouble. White people, mostly, but like right wing Republicans because of uh, so much of what's going on. There was a do you remember last year, or maybe it was earlier this year, there was a plot foiled to kidnap one of the American governors? Yeah, there's been by, loads. By, by fifteen people, by fifteen rednecks. Oh, yeah. it was a, it was a sting, wasn't there that one? Yeah, it turned out that at least twelve of those fifteen oh. were FBI agents. Yeah, <laughs> So basically, what what? So, like, I feel like the the rather than dealing with their own like problems with them uh, pissing off the public, they just blame it on white supremacy. What do you mean? No, I think white supremacy is a big problem, especially yeah, like really because the thing is at the moment white supremacists are being run out of Russia. The thing is, I don't, I don't think the white supremacists are that big a deal. The only reason you don't think that is because there isn't that many of them. There's not. There's yes. really not. Yeah, but you will see a lot of them. You know where they mostly spring up? We call right. white supremacists, but that's the wrong name for them. Right. So what, what do we call them? White people. No, because white people's a very broad term. They're yeah. not American and they're not English. Wait, so you're saying like some sort of foreign white supremacists are going to show up and start? 90% of white supremacy at the moment is coming out of Russia, Germany, Austria, mm -hmm. Italy, Eastern Europe as a whole. So this won't be a problem in America? It will be a problem in America. Why? Because the white supremacists mm -hmm. just are using the same, will be using the same setup as mm -hmm. what ISIS have been using against the West. What, like, um, encouraging people to be more racist? Basically, yeah. Well, they do that right now. Remember the guy from New Zealand? Yeah. 
Yeah, he got training in Eastern Europe and they encouraged him to do it. So you think there's going to be more of this stuff going on? Like, um, yeah. they're going to be like actual white supremacist bombings and stuff? Yeah, I'd, I'm totally expecting a white supremacist terrorist attack. All right, well, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's, for me, it's likely to come out from agents in Russia or Eastern Europe. And, and why why is it why why are white supremacists gonna attack everywhere? Because why did ISIS attack everywhere? It's a terrorist attack. They have political motives. Yeah, but do. they have actual motives. Who? The uh, Muslim terrorists. So and white supremacists don't have motives. They what would that. what would their motives be? Well, because no one's bombing like white supremacist homes or whatever. Sorry? Like, you're not, these uh, countries aren't like uh, going around bombing white supremacist. Uh, yes, countries. but their motive is an ideological motive. Mm-hmm. It's a motive that, oh, these foreigners are on our land, we need to get rid of them. The only way to get rid of them is to do these attacks so that others can see that we're the power. I uh, know, I just think that most like white people in the West right now aren't like inclined to to hate with other races uh you know what's the word um uh the uh irrationally and 95 percent of 99 percent of muslims aren't inclined to be terrorists i mean you bomb in the houses uh, that that make you pretty terroristic yeah yeah i mean taking my job is bad but Still, I see the the bright side of it. You know, I don't have to go there anymore. No, but you're right. But it only takes a few. How many how many Muslims in the world are there, right? And how many terrorists are there? We're talking the two and a half billion Muslims. Yeah. Were we talking maybe ten thousand terrorists, twenty thousand? Oh right. yeah. Yeah, do you get me? It's very, very small numbers in hindsight. Now think of it this way, it only takes one person to do a terrorist attack. Mm-hmm. It only takes one person. And yeah. there's big cells of these white supremacists in Eastern Europe. There's clearly a lot of rhetoric online, a hell of a lot, a stupid amount of racist rhetoric online, right? So it's for me, the way things are looking, it's only a matter of time before they, uh, before we see it again. Okay. We've seen um, it before, and we'll probably see it again. Okay, yeah, um, I see what you're getting at. I, I don't agree with it, but uh, I'm looking forward to it. Chris, I don't get away. So, Chris, your point, your point is that... Um, you think that the, uh, when it comes to uh, white uh, terrorism, uh, it's about like a 0.011% or something of uh, the population of white people, whereas when it's the other side, when it's the uh, Muslim uh, terrorism, right. that's a higher percentage. I think they have more of a reason uh, to bomb the West. They have a better reason? Yeah. Oh, but what's that got to do with the percentage because then there'll be more of them wouldn't 
if there's a better reason, no. But then obviously there's no, there's no good reason to really, you know, uh, bomb something or to like, you know. Right. Uh, yeah. I agree. I'm not because their reason is ideological as well. Uh, like the Muslim Based on Islam terrorists. being a higher power. Like I, I'm not the way I, I see the Muslim terrorists, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. Nor is that uh, they have they've like uh, suffered properly. They they've had their families lost and stuff. That's going to drive you crazy. No, not really. You're wrong with that because a lot of the Muslim terrorists you see mm. are from Britain or from France. They're not. Yeah. There, it's an ideological belief. It's not yeah, because it's normally it's the ones that see the suffering, and then they they're the ones that get influenced by, it and they're like, right, I'm going to do something. I'm going to go bomb, yeah, that, you know, America and stuff like that. So it's not the ones that are getting bombed; it's the ones that are being influenced by the bombing. But then you can also look at America, and then it's also the same thing, where it's the people that are being brainwashed into thinking that these people are like uh, all Muslims are bad. They're the ones that are going to go out and do something about it. They, like the thickos, they're going to go out and be like, oh, yeah, let's go uh, uh, kidnap a U.S. senator that's approving mm. immigration rules or something like that. Or yeah. uh, let's go let's go bloody shoot up a synagogue or shoot right. up a mosque or shoot up a bloody Sikh temple mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like that's going to have any effect on uh, on the out- on the like what's going on. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I see what you mean. I, I... So, it's, so basically, so Sham's right in the way that he's saying that it's ideological. So what part of it don't you agree with? Nah, it's it's more than just ideological with the Muslims. No, what it's is just it? It's ideological and it's actual. They're actually being terrorized themselves. They're, they're just fighting back against, you know, the system that is bombed, you know, and... I agree. I agree with you, but it's massively ideological as well. Because we're just looking at it from a West point of view, but if you look into the Middle East, how Mm. many Muslims have died from terrorist attacks in the Middle East? Why? If if it it was a case of, um, you know, it being for revenge, then why are we taking revenge out on our own people? Oh, you mean like, uh, yeah, like there was, um, you mean like ISIS and all that, like wandering through the Middle East and... Yeah, like, it is an ideological belief. The problem is, is it purely is ideological. I think they try to make it into, like, they they try and, they use the media in a way to make it seem like they're getting revenge. But it's not, they're just enforcing their will on an entire population of people. Uh, No, the the media said that they were... um... There's leftist media, media just went by the ideological part. They, they, they weren't mentioning that we're destroying no, so their homes back home. The Western media, but stuff like Al Jazeera, if you watch other media globally, mm-hmm. like RT and Al Jazeera, they always make it out that a lot of these terrorists are, um, how can I say, that, that it's because they're getting revenge for what happened to the lands. Right. You get me, but it's not the case at all. The case is they just uh, everyone's out to get power. That's yeah. how Chris, I when was I... the last? Um, Chris, when was the last terrorist attack that happened by a Muslim? Was it like the um, the knife attacks in bloody London? Ah, uh, that what was, was that? a terrorist attack. Chris. It turned out the guy was insane. And, like 
he stabbed two women mm-hmm. in London, and then uh, it turned out he thought he had a pact. He made a pact with the devil that he'd become a billionaire if he sacrificed women. Really? Yeah, I'll, I'll link you the story to it. Okay. Um, when, not- when was that? When did that knife attack thing happen? That was like 2017, 16. 2017, so... Yeah. So the terrorist attack three, last year, man. Four, four years ago. What was the other one? There was also the Manchester bombing. Manchester bombing. And there's a so bunch they- of uh, truck attacks in like places like Sweden and Germany. What about that guy who stabbed everyone last year? Yeah, that... that- the Pakistani one, he'd just come out of... Uh, oh, the one where they released him on day pass, and yeah. then um, and then all of a sudden he, he started stabbing people in London. Yeah. Really? And then they shot him. Coincidentally. <laughs> so, uh, my point is, Chris, uh, the... Um, uh, so, obviously, you know, when you come to COVID and stuff like that, you're very sceptical of the government and stuff like that when it comes to COVID. Like, you, you think that they're going to take away your freedoms, they're going to take away like this type of stuff like they're going to move like you know the governments are trying to push their agenda yeah um by like promoting like these things to towards the forefront so like uh covid they're trying to get everybody scared Mm -hmm. do you not think that they're doing the same thing with terrorism and muslim terrorism what they were trying to do back then uh do you not think that covid like the new terrorism like the new hot topic that everybody's like uh that everybody's like uh, being scared of now Oh yeah, because um, if you notice, like how there's less and less now, it's less and less reported in the news, like any terrorism with like anything in general. Like um, yeah, you, you it's don't not, hear about any of it anymore. You don't hear about any of it in the news. You don't hear about anything like that. It's all pushed over to uh, COVID now, isn't it? So are you saying that it's still going on? It's just that. No, I'm, say, I'm, say, I'm saying you're getting influenced by uh, stuff that you 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 happily believe for COVID. Mm-hmm. But then, when it comes to uh, terrorism and stuff like that, you you've got a different opinion on. If you, well, you you're more trusting of the government, whereas you're a lot I'm, more skeptical of the government the go- when it comes to COVID. How how much trusting of the government on terrorism? Because you believe in all their figures on terrorism, and you believe in all their uh, rhetoric on terrorism. No, I don't. But you just said you just said you don't. Uh, you believe it's not ideological. You believe it's more. Um, uh, uh, it's it's much more like they're inclined to commit terrorist attacks just because of what's happened to them. Yeah, that's not that's not what the government's telling me. The government's yeah, that's exactly what the government the government's the government's oh, saying right. like obviously with all the uh, with all the stuff that's going on in uh, um, Syria or um, uh, yeah. Afghanistan and stuff like that. Um, their rhetoric is that like uh, that whole prevent thing that they're trying to do in this country. It's basically to get people to snitch up their uh, their neighbours, uh, yeah. their Muslim neighbours and stuff like that to get them to snitch up and basically if uh, if um, if they spot them doing anything suspicious and stuff like that, that's yeah. a law that they passed with like the anti-terrorism law and stuff like that to just oh. basically investigate people for no reason uh, or for like any any type of suspicious reason they can just uh, be yeah. like oh this is the this is the prevent law. This is the this is the way we're going to prevent terrorism and stuff yeah, like that and push that through. I don't that either. It's like that um, America passed something called the Patriot Act. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Patriot Act, exactly. Yeah. That was in that was for the Iraq war. Yeah. Um, I'll talk about, uh, to be honest, American politics aside, I don't, uh, I'm, I'm more interested in the UK side of it because obviously right. we live yeah. here. But um, look at the UK side of it. So do you not think there's a b- big similarity in 
what they try to do with uh, you know COVID when they were doing the um, these like levels, the tiers. Yeah. Uh, like we're in tier one, tier five, tier six. You can have yeah. these freedoms back and do this. Do you remember when there was the terrorist threat level? When it was, uh, it's we're, we're in amber, we're in oh, red, yeah, we're that, in yeah. green, and all this shit. It's literally the exact same thing. It's just keeping everybody fearful, so then it's oh, easy yeah. to control. Whereas ah, if it, it's, it's, um, yeah, it's think about it this way: a, 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 a population that's scared is a lot more easier to control than a population that's, uh, you know, uh, clued up or a population that's like, you know, mm. not like sheep. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, hundred percent. 100% they're gonna they always use the fear to get you so they can push yeah. the laws that where they can control you and say we're just but watching then, your own safety but then that's where I think you're wrong with not believing that it's ideological because ide- ideology is what the government's pushing to make people commit these acts like they're the ones that are primarily like promoting it to so they're saying like uh, let's just say they commit that uh, they, they go war in Syria and stuff like that mm-hmm. Obviously, that's going to have an ideological effect on yeah. people back at home. So let's just say uh, if they went and go bomb Pakistan or something like that, or went to war with Pakistan, how yeah. many Pakistan, like young, thick Pakistanis, do you think they're going to be? They're going to be like, right, that means that I, I'm going to go stab someone in the middle of the street. Oh yeah, yeah. Because 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 they're bombing uh, Pakistan. Mm-hmm. You know what so, I mean? Because that's that's the, that's the biggest. Oh, what do you what do you think is more realistic? That happening or a person fleeing Pakistan because mm-hmm. of what's going on there? come into this country and then be like, right, now I've escaped the war zone, now I'm going to go stab people. Well, what if you've like, you're living over here and they've just killed some of your family over there? Yeah, that's what I mean. That's a, that's an ideology type thing, isn't it? That's like more like you're, you're seeing, uh, uh, it's not effect, it's not directly affecting you. So your, your point was that basically this is happening to them, so they have a better reason. So the person that's actually happening to has a better reason to commit these acts. But what I'm saying is that the person that's being affected by it, that's not being affected by it, is the one that's committing the act rather than uh, right. the person who it's actually happening to. But like, it's kind of like a like, kind of like an attention thing, kind of like uh, they, they they want the attention because uh, it's happening to someone else, but then they're like, oh right, I need to get revenge oh, on behalf yeah, of this person. Like, like you know how walk people, you know how walk people. Like have you ever seen like white girls on uh, Twitter where they write, they put BLM in their thing? Yeah, and they have yeah. the pronouns. <laughs> He, he yeah, she exactly. Like, like they put their own, they, they put the, uh, they put the, um, uh, they put themselves in that position and yeah. act like it's them being that the ones that are being, uh, so, uh, like, so they you know, look virtuous to everyone. Yeah, like, oh, look, I, I, I like black people. I put, I've got a BLM flag in me Twitter. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just, it's all, it's all feeding into the same thing, the same rhetoric, like Sham said. It's all, uh, it's you need to see like the interconnecting webs of like what's going on. Yeah. Uh, that's that's where I think you're like you're veering off into like stereotypes and veering off into like uh, different parts of like uh, just inaccurate yeah. information. Basically, I think yeah. you need to see it as like a bigger thing, more like a yeah. trust you when it comes to when it comes to the government, they should be the ones that you trust. The public trust. when it comes to you know, pe- you know, people, be- people in general, yeah. people are very easy to understand. Um, people have like things they want to do. People have things they want to understand. There's mm-hmm. not a single race. There's not a single what's it called that wants a specific thing more than another race. Um, no, like it's, like you know what I mean. Like it's like it's not like it's like um, uh, like like more like this race is more inclined to do this. This race is more inclined to do that. Everybody's pretty yeah. much the same in that regard. It's more. 
you gotta think about the this people that are controlling uh controlling like the background controlling like everything yeah. else that's 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 what is not like 99 of the time the cause all right yeah i i, I don't I, know if that i don't know I, if that made any sense but it's, it's, um, that's the way i see it when it comes when it comes to like the uh yeah. covid stuff the terrorism yeah. stuff when it comes to like uh, uh right. you know I, I got a lot of blind spots talking about the Muslims because I don't know what's going on with like the Shiites and the Sunnis or whatever. So I'm like, I'm I'm completely out the loop there. Yeah, neither do I. I yeah. got a clue. I just <laughs> see it from I just see it from this standpoint, from the from the uh, country standpoint. Mm-hmm. And I see like when I see patterns emerging, like uh, fear. Mm-hmm. When I see the patterns, like how they try and scare like uh, the population. To keep mm-hmm. them in control, yeah. uh, like look at look at the um, the, fr- the fr- the fr- uh, France border crossing to England. So mm-hmm. you get about two thousand five hundred, uh, I think two thousand five hundred people successfully make it across the channel yeah. uh, into the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the, like, obviously, like through on a boat. Uh, yeah. There's two thousand five hundred people, whereas I think on on another way, um, uh, that like when it comes to the entire population is minute. Like has a very very minimal effect on anything, um, right. but when you see the amount of attention that it gets in the news oh, yeah. and the amount of attention that it gets, where they're trying to rile up the right, mm. like uh, you yeah. see the government, what will happen is they'll do something wrong, like Matt Hancock will have an affair, and right. then uh, <laughs> and then, and then uh, yeah, Matt Hancock will have an affair, and then all of a sudden, uh, right, uh, there's, uh, they've just stopped a boatload of immigrants uh, coming across the channel. Oh, uh, just at to, the exact same time, coincidentally like in the news. Up for it. Yeah, so then it'll turn, yeah. it'll turn. Obviously, there'll be there'll be people that eat up that news straight away. They'll be like, right, oh, the fucking immigrants, fucking, look at them, they're fucking flooding oh, yeah, in, absolutely. they're fucking everywhere, they're in all of our hotels, you know. <laughs> they're fucking like, they'll look straight at that news, then they'll ignore the news about the government. It's well, like hey. they, they're being played, they're being played like puppets. Well, hey, check it, right? Mm. What did Joe Biden say was the biggest threat to American democracy. What was it? White supremacy. There you go. There you go. So, CCC. He's trying, he's trying to turn... So I the, guess Sam's right. They are going to... That is going to take off. Yeah. Let's think about this. Right? They're, trying to, they're trying to promote a new thing now because they've, they've, they've exhausted the Muslim thing. Mm-hmm. So people are, like, people are like, oh, yeah, Muslim terrorists, blah, blah, blah. Okay, okay, yeah. Now, the next big thing where you've seen what's happened in, like, uh, the Washington, D.C. and stuff like that, there's been a switch. Like, we've, we, me and Shanov, obviously, remember when it happened, we were like, this is so strange seeing it happen to other people, <laughs> like another race. Yeah. Uh, like, to see, to see actually white people. It's like from the outside looking in. And I think that's yeah. what they're going to start pushing more towards, uh, a different angle to keep people fearful. They can be like, right, now you need to be afraid of, uh, of uh, uh, you know, uh, right-wing white folk. Well, that's that's kind of what the argument I was trying to get at was that it's not gonna be a it's not gonna be a real big thing, but they're gonna probably make it seem that way even if it's not. Right. I thought the argument was that it's not ideological. That's um, it's uh, people that have experienced it happens to. Yeah. So that, like for you, I mean, for you, you'd, for you, you'd say that it's if uh, if uh, let's just say Biden uh, mm-hmm. went to I don't know. I'm trying to think of a redneck state. A redneck state, yeah, and then basically, and basically went then, basically uh, got rid of all their jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, then one of them would go and uh, do uh, do a terrorist attack, a terrorist attack or something like that. That's yeah. your I think. 
Whereas my thinking is that they, what they what Biden what they do to rile up anybody in a red next day is yeah. just again like pick and choose what kind of information they get. Yeah. Uh, what's what's available to them, and then if like let's just say they'd be like. Mexicans are flooding in. This is happening. This is happening. <laughs> One of them is going to get brainwashed into thinking, right? And for my country, and you go down to that Mexican border and kill some bloody Mexicans. Oh, I know there's a big um, thing with MS13, the like Mexican cartel. Lots mm. of them are coming in and hanging about. That's why Trump wanted to build a wall. No, mm. but that's what they want you to believe. Okay, that that's what they've made us believe. I think you need. I think you need to look at it from a lot more skeptical point of view, Chris. Yeah. I yeah. think you're way too into the rhetoric. Yeah, yeah. I, I think so too. When you mention it, but yeah, uh, any more, any more twenty-two predictions? Oh, yeah, this, yeah. <laughs> you know what? We just realised this. This prediction thing is pointless because we've just <laughs> wasted half an hour on bloody uh, uh, just talking about COVID and the bloody terrorism. Yeah, bloody well. Well, we needed to get it out. We've never talked about yeah. that, have we? Let's talk about. Uh, let's talk about something else. Let's just switch let's on. Talk about the future. The future is depressing. Yeah. I just realised with Sham talking about all that stuff. I'm like, oh my god, I can't be asking about the future. <laughs> what the what the world's gonna be gonna be like for my kids? Oof. Oh. All I know is that basically, I love I love my country. I love my kids. <laughs> and if everyone wants to take them from me, you gotta yeah. come through me. <laughs> so so wait. What about like? In the further future, shall we talk about the further future? The further future, no. To be honest, the world changes like every single ten. I think ten years is what like the new future is going to be. Because ten years ago from now, would you mm. believe that uh, the commercial space flights going to take off? Uh, yeah. I guess so. Yeah, I kind of did. I kind of, I was kind of expecting like in two thousand six for someone to land on Mars. <laughs> Yeah. So I, I think like instead of, I think instead of instead of seeing like what we, what this gonna happen next year and this year, just think just think of something uh, outlandish and mm-hmm. just predict when it's gonna happen in the future. So I think by 2050 mm-hmm. there will be a space elevator. Oh, just an elevator to space. A space elevator. So they're gonna There's build once, a structure. Yeah, so once commercial space flight takes off, once mm. like everybody's open space and like in the atmosphere and stuff like that, I yeah. think there will be enough uh, enough demand for mm. them to build a space elevator where basically, just think about this way, you're a space, you know the concept of a space elevator? Uh, you go in an elevator and it takes you up into space? <laughs> basically, yeah, that's the gist <laughs> of it. It's, it's a, a massive structure that can transport things up into space because... It's expensive to uh, get a rocket each time. Always oh, also, there's um, not the debris up there. There's this it's thing known as physics, Wahid. You might want to look into it. There's what? There's this thing known as physics, Wahid. You might want to look into it. No, no, there's way. I watched a video on it, and there's there is possible they can actually make something. Imagine that. the maintenance cost. On that, it'll be way I know, that's the thing. It needs to be uh, like a global demand for it before it takes off. But I think by 2050, there will be enough demand for well, it to will take it, off. Wait, will, will this be like for people wanting to see space or will it be like just for transporting things up there? No, for transporting things up there because I think once commercial space flight, space flight like, takes hold, there's mm-hmm. going to be enough people interested in space and enough people want to go to space and enough successful yeah. things going on in space. That people are imagining is just not moving in space. 
So do you think like if you look at Earth, like in 2015, you look, you're from space, you're on the moon, and you look down at Earth, you're just going to see loads of like mechanical things hanging out of it and yeah, this. I think uh, there'd be like a lot more. Uh, just think about it. It's uh, it's it's every you know that, that meme. It, it's free real estate. Yeah. Like because like, like, in the atmosphere, there's satellites and stuff like that. But I think once the technology yeah. gets better, mm-hmm. um, you might just just going for like a holiday in space, like no. if it's safe enough. Be like, pretty. Like, yeah. In, in yeah. your own capsule yeah. with your own like you know. Just you know, like a mobile hotel in space. Oof. Like views cool. of views of Earth from up there. Man, how long will that elevator ride take? Well, like like ten hours. <laughs> no, not for people. Not for people. Not for people. I'm, <laughs> I'm not saying that. I think the space oh. elevator is more like just to transport stuff up there. Oh. So okay. like uh, it's it's the it's the break the uh, it's the, it's the it's not have to uh, get to a certain speed to break out of Earth's gravity. Um, it just have basically an elevator that just goes up and then it goes it's it's out in space and then you just let go of it so you don't have to waste fuel you don't have to waste stuff that does kind of make sense and then that in, when you don't have to do that when you don't have to worry about that cost of uh, obviously it's going to cost shitloads in the initial setup but then in the, in the hundreds of years to follow it's going to pay off because you don't have to waste that much fuel uh, to get up there and it's good for the environment going to be safer technically yeah then, like Sham said, there's a lot of uh, structural uh, things that could happen to it. There's, uh, you know, it has to be somewhere where there's no, like, type of, like, you know, I don't know, tornadoes or some shit. Um, it, it, flying it, into it, birds flying yeah. into it. Play, yeah, exactly, well, terrorist attacks on it. Uh, you know, the space elevator was exploded today by white supremacists. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just imagining something from, like, Metal Gear or something. Like that. Just something gigantic, like a metal structure just going off in this space be crazy i i don't think that will ever happen i think we'll solve our fuel crisis so that mm-hmm. that won't need to happen because we're not far off with hydrogen technology so we'll really? just end up using more and more rocket ships in the future well rocket ships are dangerous though for now but if we solve the fuel crisis we'll be looking at having rocket ships run on hydrogen or isn't hydrogen more dangerous than gas do you not remember the uh, the 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 uh, what's, what's that? What's that famous uh, hydrogen? Uh, blimp the hydrogen bomb. Oh yeah. Oh, the, the hydrogen blimp that exploded. Oh, I know what you mean. The bloody that, uh, yeah. Hindenburg was it? Hindenburg, yeah, the yeah. Hindenburg crisis. That, that's, oh, it's a disaster! Like the guy. Yeah. In the that, he got yeah. fired so that was that was using hydrogen in its purest form. This is uh, basically like hydrogen-powered cars, which you can buy. Yeah, right I don't now. know. I'm sure the people on the Hindenburg heard this argument too. They're like, yeah, it's fine. This is a new form of hydrogen. If hydrogen was not safe, then why do they make hydrogen cars like the Toyota Mirai? All I know Sean, is that you can't trust hydrogen. You because can't trust hydrogen. You can't, Sham. Because something, something, Without an electron, I just don't trust. Really? Without so you don't electron. trust Chris? No, I got plenty I of electrons. Oh no, sorry, it's, it is just one electron actually. So I don't trust something with one electron. Yeah, well, I'm sure there'll be lots of electrons on the uh, power and the 
the computers, right? On the ships? Yeah, exactly. Here's the thing, right? Since uh, we've got Space Elevator, we're probably not going to settle for one, right? Yeah, that's the thing, but when it comes to the actual cost of it, Mm-hmm. Uh, to transport something that heavy, like a rocket payload or something like that, or to transport a heavy shit up there, it's pretty, you know, pretty thick with two C's. Right. I I would just I would say that we're more likely to see stuff like um, more space stations and stuff. Yeah. I've had this. I got this image in my mind. Okay. Of like a big tube connecting these elevators going around the world. Do you get me? Oh, like Futurama. Is it Futurama? No, no, not like one of them tubes you like get sucked up in. Like just like a big space station kind of tubes around the world connecting these elevators together. Oh, like Futurama. That's not what. That's not in Futurama. Yeah, it is. The tubes that... Yeah, the tubes that transport everybody around. I'm not talking about those. I mean, like, in space. Open space. Oh, tubes that transport people in space. Like, some kind of, like, metallic, like, structure that just covers the whole Earth, connecting these elevators together. Yeah, that'll be easy to make. Yeah. (laughs) And that'll be completely useful as well, because the Earth doesn't spin. Okay, does anybody think that we're going to be visited by aliens in our lifetimes? Have you seen these alien things? Alien things are the UFOs. Yeah. I think it's I think it's of the countries. But who? Like, have you heard about the technology they use? Russia, China, or someone I don't know. But have you heard about the technology that's been used? What technology? Like, um, they're moving really fast and like. in like ways that we we haven't figured out yet, and the, basically they um they knocked out the um all the satellites on one of these warships, which is an active war, and they haven't really attacked anyone. They've just flown about knocking out satellites and stuff. So yeah, it's got to be another country. Where's it going to be? Yeah, I guess. But like, they come up you with heat. What? Nothing. I don't know. Do you not think we'd have, would know, like, other, our governments would know, like, what they're up to? Uh, maybe, but maybe that's why they released it, because they, they... Like, it is... They know, they know about it. Yeah. Yes, so. Maybe, maybe they're doing it on purpose, because they're trying to tell the country that actually do have the UFOs, that they're onto them. They're like, you know, listen, listen up. <laughs> And these people, like you know, people, people are gonna see your brand new spaceship, um. So, so don't f about. But like, if we did meet aliens, right? What would, how would that be? What would happen? Cause like, are they gonna come and take over us? Or are we gonna find them in space and go and sort them out? No, I can you imagine if it was something in space and we contacted them first. That'd be ridiculous. Yeah. What would you say? You go up to them and be like, yeah, BLM, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, what the hell did you say? It'd be something so corny. What if it's like people from like thousands of years ago, just like cave people on this planet? 
that are in space. Yeah. Just some random planet or some random moon of Jupiter. Crazy. Are yeah. we supposed to talk about Olympics, weren't we? Oh yeah, the Olympics. So have you? I didn't realize it's actually it's actually happened today. There's been openings. I'm not even watching anything. I haven't watched it either. Uh, we'll do Olympics next time, guys. It's getting late. Yeah, give it, give it about a week, I say. Mm. Yeah, oh. it's gonna be late, man. GG. So, have you got any far future predictions, Sham? Uh, far future predictions. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I think we're going to be in a world where population control will be a big, big deal. Right. The one baby. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Population control. Population like control. Like China. And I also think that food, our idea around food will completely change. We won't have choice anymore in the future. We'll oh, just yeah. eat what we're given. Eat sea bugs. We're going to have to because environmentally we can't support What does it. eat sea bugs mean? Yeah, it's what Klaus Schwab says. Oh, Chris. <laughs> Chris, you and your This guy. Yeah. He wants us to eat like burgers made out of bugs. They're good. He's he nice. a nice old man. Listen, he's a poor innocent old man that Chris has just demonized for no reason. Have you not seen him in this Mortal Kombat outfit? At the he's, he, he likes cosplay, good for him. <laughs> I, I am Scorpion. <laughs> Chris, you're such a mean. I'm a meanie. Mean, mean person. I'm a mean Don't like cosplayers. <laughs> you know what? Um, have you seen what's going on in South Africa? Yeah, with all the looting. The the country is apparently completely collapsing. Yeah. South Africa, yeah. But then what? You know happens? what? South Africa is a good social economic discussion to have. Yeah. It's, did you know that South Africa has the world's largest... Now, consider how many corrupt countries there are on the planet. Mm-hmm. South Africa has the world's largest income deficit. Oh. Basically, um, 32% of South Africa's population um, have the vast majority of the wealth in the country. And that's why the... The poor people are looting. Yeah, basically, that's one of the big reasons. Yeah. That and a lack of education, a massive problem with education. It's still, the problem is, is what people don't realise, apartheid really collapsed not too long ago. Yeah. Yeah, so we're still witnessing the repercussions from that. So I've heard, um, there's this old... Um, psychic who predicted World War Two and one yeah. and a bunch of other stuff. His name's Sina van Ransberg, and he predicted that this would all happen. What that apartheid would collapse? Yeah, and that uh, South Africa would go down and cause lots of trouble. I don't think it's caused much trouble outside of its borders. Not yet. It probably won't, because they, to cause trouble outside your borders, you need a functioning government. Yeah, but if you've, like, 
if your whole society's collapsed, where you're, you're going to have to go to the neighbouring countries, aren't you? Somewhere safe or, you know, somewhere. Uh, it's not really caused trouble. Look at Somalia, for instance. Mm-hmm. So, do you ever see Somalia like going to war against the US or declaring war or anything? No, because they got trouble inside the country. No, I'm not. I'm not saying they're going to become Muslim terrorists. I'm saying they're going to be. Um, no, I mean, they're just going to move out. You know. And what is that a bad thing? Because. The, well. Well, it depends. What 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 do you think? I mean. Well, I don't really know where you're getting at. To be honest with you, because if they move out of the country, yeah. is that really a bad thing? People move all the time, everywhere around the world. Yeah. I mean, we've had mass immigration has been a thing since the dawn of time. Mm. But you know, it's a it's a bit of a cultural shift, isn't it? It's like. They're coming from the poorest of the poor, and they're moving on. Well, I guess then. What South makes you think that South Africa is the poorest of the poor? No, I mean the people who are moving out, like the 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 people. They're who not are. even close to being the poorest people on the planet. I, I don't mean that that they're the poorest. I'm just saying that that they're gonna be. No, the problem with South Africa, Chris, is they they're not poor by no means. They just have massive wealth inequality. The yeah. a small population of the country has mm-hmm. all the wealth. It's not distributed equally. Yeah, and those rich people are gonna be killed. Well, it looks that's what happens when you have wealth inequality. Yeah, the the weird, the gap between the lower class and the middle class too big. Um. But, I'm, I'm not. I'm not coming at it from a racist angle. You kind of sound like you. I'm are. really not. I've not mentioned race at all. I'm just refer- like, if it was all white people, it'd be the same thing. Well, the thing is, the way things are going, it's probably going to be all white people leaving South Africa. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, which, in my opinion, is probably a good thing because. The rest of the world will probably get, with all due respect to South Africa, white people. The rest of the world will get more white people. No. And everyone will be happy. Incredible. <laughs> I was going to say the rest of the world will get more highly skilled people. Because with all due respect to Oh, right. Africa, okay. Now who's racist, Sean? How is highly skilled people racist? Because you're seeing the white people are leaving. <laughs> the rest of the world gets all these highly skilled people. <laughs> Because it's true in South Africa, white people, if this is the problem with South Africa at the moment, right, with the whole wealth inequality is because white people and Indian people, with all due respect, have the vast majority of the country's wealth because they're the ones that were allowed in education. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, now the black people are getting their education now. Mm-hmm. So they might they might be in a better place in the future, but at this moment in time, there's still repercussions from apartheid. And until yeah. they get resolved, we're gonna. It's something that needs to just like you know take its course. Yeah, it's not a pleasant thing to take its course, but revolutions happen all the time. Oh, message.
And that's the end of that chapter. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's called a day. I'm going to go sleep. Oh, uh, it. Good night, lads. This has been too serious a podcast. I want the next one to be about, you know, just tits and ass or something. Okay. Well, well, yeah. well, we'll start a new podcast. We'll call this like the political show where we, yes. where we debate and Oh, there's gonna be a lot of mercy, but the the the, the another the serious the serious podcast part two. Yes. Oh yeah. Exactly. But in the next show, I'm gonna flip from lefty to straight up right wing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you gotta work on you gotta work on that a uh, lot of mercy intro. <laughs> oh yeah, which one? Just to confuse the audience, me and Chris will switch roles. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, I think you're a big bigot, Sham. <laughs> <laughs> you should respect uh, my pronouns. I don't know if this is gonna be this is gonna be um, this is gonna be the serious podcast. Then at the beginning part, it's gonna be oh lot of mercy, mercy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'll put that rap part on. Should I put the rap eh? on? You know, the, there's the rap one. Have you seen the lot? <laughs> that was a pretty good song. That was bouncing. <laughs> I was enjoying. Make sure, make sure when you do it, it's just the Lord have mercy part. Because there's no point putting the, the other one you probably say, Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy. Look, what the hell? <laughs> no, that's why I used it as the outro because you know it worked. Chris, just the Lord have mercy. No, we're Lord have mercy, not Christ have mercy. Lord. <laughs> yeah, Lord. What what if he said uh Muhammad have mercy? Would you be okay with that? No. It's no. Lord have mercy. Lord. Lordy, Lordy, Lord. Ahmed was a man. Okay, wasn't the Lord. There's only one Lord, Chris. Yes. Ahmed is the best of men, but he wasn't the Lord. There's only one Lord. There's only That's one my Lord. Boy, Jesus. <laughs> and she's a great singer. We'll save that for series podcast number three. Mm-hmm. Okay. GG. GG. GG, I don't know how to stop this record. Wait, I do now. Oh Lord, have mercy on my enemies. Cause someone's dying if the trigger squeezes. Uh-huh. Oh Lord, have mercy on my enemies. Cause someone's dying if the trigger squeezes.